Hi there, this is How to Choose, the show that helps you make better decisions and improve your judgment. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Ken. And I'm Tessa. In this, our first season of How to Choose, we're covering some of the common obstacles that impede good decision making and how to overcome them. So last episode, we looked at intuitive decision making and how it can be helpful in some contexts. And as a reminder, intuition is expertise put into practice. Um, But what do you do when you don't have that expertise? Mm. So in today's episode, we'll be looking at when it pays to think things through more deeply and some of the pitfalls of relying on yours or others' non-expert intuition. So we'll unpack a few different theories to help us figure all of this out. Now, imagine this. Mm. You're sitting in a lecture hall working on a mid-semester test. Um, In fact, I'm sitting in a lecture hall, Ken. Um, I studied really hard and I thought that I was prepared. But some of the questions have, you know, it stumped me a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit nervous. I'm starting to sweat as the test goes on. I mean, I think maybe I've barely passed. Um, I get to the end of it and I turn to my friend Ken and I say, how did you go? I nailed it. Oh, it was easy. easy. Oh, really? You look, I, I don't I'm li- really you, nervous. You yeah. did. You look really stressed. Oh, sorry about to hear that. Jess. Yeah, and Ken, as, like the last week, I feel like you've been partying every night. You yeah. barely have you had time to study? Look, I've done enough clearly because the test was easy. Yeah. Well, good to know. We'll see you in a week, won't we? I guess we will. Yeah. So seven days later, the results are out. Um, I actually did pretty well, Ken. I got eighty percent. How did you go? I got 50%. 50. Oh, really? What happened? How can we both have been so wrong about mm. how we did? Um, now, this is a, the- you know, a th- theoretical example, but yeah. Ken, you have done a lot of study. Is there any familiarity in this for you? Yeah. Well, look, Tess, if I had to pick just one example, um, <laughs> the standout was a physiology subject that in hindsight I'd done only a very moderate amount of study for. However, the test was multiple choice, um, so the right answers were all there in front of me, just waiting for me to pick them out. Um, I can't say that I found it simple, but I certainly got a very big surprise when my results arrived. Now, just to preface this, our uni grades were on a scale of zero to seven, uh, but not only that, these were the days when the results came out in the newspaper. So anyone could look them up and celebrate your success um, or your enemies could delight in your misery. That is so cruel. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> it was terrible. So how did you go? I got a one. Ooh, that's that's oh, pretty bad. A one is very, very bad <laughs> test. To explain just how bad a one is, you only had to write your name on the test to get a one. In fact, Uh, You didn't even have to spell your name correctly, as far as I know. You just had to turn up to the test, scribble something on the top to indicate that you were there and you got a one. So how how is it possible to only get a one then? It's a very good question. Um, The full explanation has never been revealed. (laughs) Maybe this this is almost like a cold case where we could go back and investigate. But look, this is what had happened. I had attended most of the lectures. Um, I had done some study, and I got a one. So what happened was I found out upon further investigation um, that they had applied a diabolical scoring method called negative marking, which meant that if you got a question wrong, they deducted a quarter of a mark. Um, And it was an evil plan to discourage people from guessing. Um, 
Clearly, though, I had not been discouraged. <laughs> I guess confidently. I guess boldly. And I got a one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, the incentive problem is wrong there because they need to tell you before about the negative marking. Well, they might to- have mentioned it at a lecture that I had missed. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> oh. Well, at least you may be comforted to know this is not a Ken Smith only phenomenon. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So last week we talked all about trusting your expert intuition. And this episode delves into the opposite, the risk of overconfidence without expertise, which is also known not as the Ken Smith effect, but the Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm. And this was actually illustrated back in a 1999 study called Unskilled and Unaware of It, How Difficulties in Recognising One's Own Incompetence Lead to Inflated Self-Assessments. Oh, that's a brutal (laughs) It's pretty harsh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's also fairly closely related to the ideas of optimism bias and the superiority illusion, um, which we don't have time to unpack in the show, but we'll put in our show notes for the super nerds out there who study a bit more than Ken did. So I guess the conclusion is that I was incompetent at physiology. Look, for that one test, yes. (laughs) However, how did you go in future tests? Did more preparation have you doing a bit better? Did you become aware um, of your physiology capability as the semester went on? Well, look, I mean, short story was I eventually stopped wasting so much time playing (laughs) volleyball uh, and I started hitting the books. And I did ultimately graduate with a Bachelor of Science. So I I guess there was a lesson learned in there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that 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 – Hit, hit you hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, the, the newspaper shaming, I'm sure, helped as well motivate you. It did, you. yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> this is actually a problem that even the ancient great thinkers were aware of. Uh, Aristotle said, the more you know, the more you realise you don't know. Hmm. Now, that's what, something that's kind of hard to unpack. Um, the inverse of this is the less you know, the less you realise you don't know. Yeah, that's, it's, that's very profound. Um, So, what are the risks then of the Dunning-Kruger effect on decision-making? So, what it means is that often the incompetent or maybe just to be a bit kinder, let's say a beginner or maybe unprepared, Mm. um, they're likely to overestimate their abilities. Now, I want you to picture something like The Voice or Australian Idol um, and there are always those contestants who are completely rubbish but they go in expecting to be the next big thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the ones who are more experienced or prepared or maybe competent, you know, they're actually more likely to underestimate their singing ability. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that recently on the current season of The Voice, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I need to, I'm behind. I need to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like I think you know this with anything you study. Like if you've studied music, you'll know exactly when you miss a note yeah. and you'll be much more critical um, of yourself. And my partner is like this. Yeah. Like he'll be playing a song on the guitar and then he'll stop and be like, Oh, that was terrible. I missed this and this. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? That was incredible. Sounds great. You should, yeah, listen to me play the guitar to hear someone actually awful. Yeah. Um, so, this links back to last week when it actually pays to trust your gut on topics that you are an expert in. Yeah. So, but the point then is we shouldn't really trust our gut when we're just starting out. Yeah. Generally, that that's true. Um, just because you don't have enough knowledge and information to be able to accurately assess your own ability. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Um, There are also gender and cultural factors in here. So Dunning and Kruger found in one study of a science test that men and women scored about the same, but women were far more likely to underestimate their ability. 
This is also referred to as male hubris and female humility by the psychologist Adam Burnham. Have you come across this in the workplace at all, ever, Ken? I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, no, that, that's all right. Look, yeah, plenty of examples of my own hubris, <laughs> uh, which which was eventually sort of um, dealt with over time. Oh, look, it, absolutely, you see it in, in the workplace. I, I've noticed that in recruitment rounds, um, I, I would say I've seen uh, examples of where really capable female colleagues – um, some of whom I've been involved in uh, with mentoring um, haven't necessarily had the confidence that they should have had based mm. on their ability. Um, so it, it's a case of where their their ability outstrips their confidence, mm. which I think is really unfortunate. I mean, the, the flip side, as we've talked about, that, that uh, case of someone's confidence being far greater than their competence. Yes. Um, we, and it's interesting to see that that's, there's a gender difference there. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind as a manager or as a recruiter. Yeah, for sure. Um, to look at ways that we can help people um, deal with that you know, misbalance yeah. uh, in confidence. It's interesting you talk about recruitment panels because I have a friend who was on one just recently and they have this system uh, where you can actually, when you go for a job, even before you know if you're successful or not, you can elect to ask for more money. Um, oh, yeah, right. And they said they were really interested to see the people who'd asked for more money were actually the ones who performed much less and some of them didn't even get the job. Wow. And they were so confident at getting the job that they actually were saying no. I'm worth it and give me the more money. Yeah. Whereas the person who was the very top of the list was a woman and she hadn't asked for any more money. Yeah, um, so I think it's, again, very anecdotal, but um, something to keep in mind that, you know, some people might be need, need to be encouraged to to actually, you know, demonstrate their, their own ability. Yeah, no, great point. So then, look, why – I guess another question then, why are the high performers also bad at evaluating their performance? Because we do know that – you know, we've said sometimes that intuition can be helpful and you can kind of get some guidance, but why can high performers be bad at evaluating mm. their performance? Well, Dunning himself is keen to point out that not knowing the scope of your own ignorance is part of the human condition. The first rule of the Dunning-Kruger Club is you don't know you're a member of the Dunning-Kruger Club. Oh, yes, that's right. Brad Pitt said that. Yeah, <laughs> famously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully there's less black eyes, you know, yeah. in, in our... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We all need to stop viewing this as a them problem, as we all fail to accurately assess our own ability at some point. Yes. So how then can we use this to help us make better decisions, Tess? Mm. So part of this is just getting comfortable with saying, I don't know, or being open to seeking help or more information. Uh, Metacognition um, is a term that refers to the ability of an individual to understand and be aware of one's own thought processes and cognitive abilities. Uh, and you can work on this really easily by questioning yourself before making a decision. How confident am I? Is this due to fact or opinion? What do other experts have to say on the topic? Have I even considered other people's perspectives? Yeah, that's great. I love the concept of metacognition. Um, it's really fascinating to see how we think and we, we've talked already about that system one and system two thinking that there's a, a number of flaws in our thinking that can trip us up when it comes to decision making. So I do think that there's an element here. I know we've talked about not getting stuck in that phase of analyzing, but there is certainly a role and a, a, a to play and, and a time for us to stop, pause, 
think mm. and think about how we're thinking. Yeah, and I think this is going to come up on so many episodes, Ken, this idea of just a bit of reflection after you've made a decision yeah. um, and using that then to go ahead and sort of refine in, in the future. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And, I mean, so you've talked there about that reflection and, and really I guess that's also feedback. I mean, when you get a one for an exam, <laughs> it's probably, probably time to, to seek some feedback. Yeah, exactly, which you did. And like you said, you've got a degree at the end of it, so the system yeah. works. Yeah. Um, so, you know, next time you do way worse than you inspected, be like Ken, you know. <laughs> on, on a test, at a work performance review or on a karaoke night out, don't blame others for not recognising your genius. Mm. Um, ask for feedback and deliberately reflect on and implement changes based on it. So thank you all for joining us uh, in today's episodes. We've learned all about the Dunning-Kruger effect and how it's important before making a decision to pause, reflect on our own experience and ability, and consider asking an expert for feedback or help. Yeah, that was great, Tess. Really interesting. If you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure to subscribe to How to Choose and visit us at goodbetterright.com.au. Yep, and don't forget to tell your friends about us. We'd love to meet them too. Sharing what we're learning is an awesome way to reinforce those lessons. Is there any one thing that you're going to take away, Ken? Yeah, look, I think that Dunning-Kruger effect is is that really interesting one, that uh, struggle to accurately understand my own ability, you know, that, that mis, uh, mistaken evaluation of mm. myself. Um, so I think <laughs> understanding that is getting sad just remembering this, that story. Um, no, not at all. But I think that uh, that ability to be humble and, uh, and seek uh, – clearer insights about yourself yeah to learn and to improve yeah. you know yeah a hundred percent um well look be sure to join us for our next episode uh and we're going to be talking about the reasons why we might want to stick to our big decisions i can't wait 